You're listening to Healing Through Tarot. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Hardison. Together, we're going to explore divination and help you start your own journey with tarot. I'll discuss my tarot journey and offer ways to use tarot for healing, self-development, and personal growth. So let's get started. Hi, listeners. Welcome to Episode 11 of Healing Through Tarot. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Hardison. In this episode, I want to focus on the inner healing work that we need to work on at the personal and collective level to usher in this new age of enlightenment that is at our fingertips. I will be discussing our role in that healing process, and I will be sharing an eight-card healing spread I created for you to pull for your personal healing process. I will end the episode by pulling cards using that spread for a collective reading. This will show us how this is playing out at the collective level, how we heal together, and how we help usher in this new energy coming in. First of all, I want to say that this is important work. If each of us work on our inner healing work, then we heal the collective and lift the vibration for everyone around us. One of my favorite phrases to focus on personally is heal thyself, heal the world. I believe this phrase wholeheartedly. If everyone in the world took the time to do deep personal inner healing, then the world would be a completely different place for all of us to live. We would all benefit. Most of my listeners are probably lightworkers, or maybe you're just starting out on a healing journey. This work could be some of the most significant action you take to improve the situation we all find ourselves in globally. If you aren't able to volunteer, march, or give back in your community as much as you would like, I want you to know that this inner healing work is just as important. I know that that might sound kind of crazy, but just think about it. We are all wounded at some level, and that saying that wounded people wound others is true. So if every single human being on the planet took time to dig deep and heal those wounds, we would stop so much of the abuse, cheating, lying, sabotaging, and warring with each other that we see play out across the globe daily. If we as individuals are no longer wounded, we could hold the light more consistently. We could give love and compassion more freely, and that would have a ripple effect on the world that would stop most of the wars and divisiveness that we find ourselves in every day. That is what is at the root of most of the problems that we face today. If you are listening to this right now, I want you to know that you have the power to heal yourself. I have been opening up about my terror journey and how I've used it in my personal healing journey over the past 10 episodes so far. Tarot is so useful as a healing tool because it helps to pinpoint what is going on subconsciously and most of us have hidden from these wounds and have lived in avoidance to not have to face that pain again. Tarot is so effective in drilling down to the root of these issues instantly. And I'm not going to lie to you. It is uncomfortable to face these issues. But in the end, it's so rewarding because the wounds can start to heal once we dig them up and address them. We have to face them. No more hiding. And this is what shadow work is all about. 
When we don't face these issues, they stay in the darkness and have more control over how we respond to others and how we view ourselves than we would want to acknowledge. This is when we lash out at others, project our fears and weaknesses onto those around us, take out our anger on those that we love, which can drive them away from us and leave us alone in the end. I don't think anyone wants to end up in that lonely, angry, hurtful place. If you start to look at these wounds now and address them, then you will start your healing journey on day one and you will get to a place of peace much faster than you realize. Please do not put this inner work off. There is no sidestepping this issue. And I look at it the same way I look at grief. You can try to put it off. You can try to run from it. You can try to hide from it, but you can never bypass it. The only way through it is to process it. If you stuff that emotion down, it will come back on its own one day and it can end up coming back at a time that is very inconvenient for you. I think it's better to take charge of your healing journey so you are in the driver's seat and can control it instead of it rearing its head when you least expect it. I hear from a lot of people currently that they're living in a state of constant fear due to the chaos and unpredictable nature of the world events we find ourselves in, especially in 2020 and the past few years. And I want to point out that fear lowers our immune system. It is so important during this pandemic for each of us to lower our stress and anxiety levels so that we can boost our immunity. Turn off the news if you can. Read the news instead of watching it, because that makes a huge difference emotionally. Work on clearing and balancing your chakras, especially your solar plexus. And take the opportunity that we have right now during this pandemic to assess your routine and change your plans if you aren't happy with the path that you've been on. Make changes at work, in home, in your eating routines, workout routines, if it felt like it wasn't natural or healthy in the first place. Make small goals and work on each as a stepping stone. Focus on one goal, one hour, or one minute at a time. This just gives you something to focus on, somewhere to direct this energy instead of staying stagnant. This helps to keep you moving in the right direction. And it doesn't matter how slowly you move as long as you keep moving. If you're feeling low or stressed, put on music that lifts you up. Choose high vibe music. Listen to Broadway shows, the Beatles, pop music, gospel music. It's different for every person. Personally, I've been finding myself listening to a lot of BTS music because it's impossible to feel angry or depressed with BTS or K-pop in general. It's so high vibe. I think that it's basically like the Beatles music for modern times. I would say to stay away from music that's depressive or angry in tone. Music really does impact our mood and our energy more than you think. But just listen to whatever makes you feel better after you hear it. And engage in activities that lift your mood. Personally, tarot helps me or reading a good book, watching comedies, and funny YouTube videos. Dancing is a great way to liven things up and it keeps you active. And this will be different for everyone. Just keep doing what you love and what makes you feel good. That's the key.
Now I want to talk about personal versus collective healing. I want you to think of a boat that's leaking all over from tiny holes drilled in the boat. To keep the boat from sinking, this will take each person working on one hole at a time. If we each work on plugging up our one hole, we can save the boat from sinking. But we all have to pitch in and do our work. To me, this represents our inner healing work that we all need to be working on currently. If we're all successful by healing and tending to our own wounds, then collectively we all heal and we make a huge difference in the world. This will require each of us to pull our weight here. It's important to note that I can't heal someone else by doing all the work for them. Each person has to take responsibility for themselves. And no one is exempt here. I personally believe in reincarnation. And I believe that we keep coming back over and over again to get this right. If we don't learn the lessons we came here to learn, and we don't heal from what we signed up to heal in this lifetime, then I believe we come back to start that cycle all over again. So to me, it only makes sense that the sooner we get to healing, the more karma we clear, and the quicker we reach peace and enlightenment. And I would like to point out that none of us need to focus or fixate on the work that other people in your life need to do. It's very easy to get pulled into that kind of cycle. Everyone is on their own path. We can't let ourselves get distracted and sidetracked by that. Refocus your attention to your own healing journey. We also don't want to interfere with the path that someone else is on. It may not be their time to awaken yet. They may have lessons that they still need to work on, and we could be interfering with those lessons if we try to push them before they're ready. This is something I have to constantly remind myself of, so I know how hard it is to stay in your own lane. It is very tempting. One of the things I'm focused on right now is clearing as much karma as I can. That includes clearing personal karma, ancestral karma, and helping to clear the collective karma. The more work we do on clearing all of this in this lifetime, the better we will all feel. The energy can shift drastically around us if we clear our fears, our wounds, conflicts, and grudges. In the second part of this episode, I will share an eight-card healing spread, and I will do a collective reading using that custom spread. I've created a line of Healing Through Tarot spread ebooks that are for sale on my website, healingthroughtarot.com. There's a spread for all seasons that contains 17 custom spreads designed to guide you through the seasons of any year. It covers holidays, birthdays, full and new moons, mercury retrogrades, seasonal spreads, year-end and year-ahead spreads, and eclipses with weekly and monthly spreads that you can reuse again and again year after year. This spread ebook is $10. I also have two volumes of healing and mental health spreads each with 15 spreads centered around healing and mental health issues, including anxiety, body healing, managing depression, restoring balance, ancestral karma clearing, family healing, self-care, and much, much more. These two volumes complement each other, but each can also stand alone. Volume 1 is $13, and Volume 2 is $14. You can find all of these spread ebooks on my website, healingthroughtarot.com. And I'm currently working on a new spread ebook 
that consists of 20 Shadowworks spreads coming out in the fall of 2022. This Healing Through Terror line of spread ebooks is designed to help take you through the healing work needed to heal old wounds and step into brand new energy of empowerment. Together, we can heal through tarot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you would like to support this podcast monthly, please consider signing up for a small pledge to help me be able to continue to produce these quality episodes every two weeks. There's a listener support link at the bottom of the show notes for each episode. You can also find that link on the Anchor site for my podcast, and it's also provided in my companion blogs for each podcast episode on my website, healingthroughterror.com. Any pledge is appreciated. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. For the second part of this episode, I'm going to walk you through the eight-card spread that I created for your personal healing. You can pull cards on the work that you need to focus on on your healing journey. Then I'm going to walk you through the cards I pulled for the same spread when asking about the collective energy. So here are the card positions. For card position one, what needs to be healed? This is the root of the problem. Card two, lesson not learned yet that's contributing to the obstacles we face. Card three, what needs to be let go and released? Card four, what new energy will fill its place? Card five, action to take to bring this healing about. Card six, what areas can I grow and evolve in? And feel free to pull more than one card here. Card seven. What help do I need to call in for this healing work? I also want to note here that you can pull any oracle card here or an angel card if you work with angel decks. And the last card, position eight. Message from guides and ancestors on this shift. If you prefer, you can just pull a general guidance card on the shift if you don't work with guides or ancestors. If you want to pull cards for yourself using this spread, you can find this healing spread on my blog that's on my website, healingthroughtarot.com. And I've posted a graphic of this spread on my Healing Through Tarot accounts on both Pinterest and Instagram. Remember that the word through is spelled T-H-R-U. Now I want to turn to the collective reading that I'm doing today using the same healing spread. For this reading, 
I'm using the Bone Stone and Earth Flesh Tarot by Avalon Cameron and Anna Turian. This is a new tarot deck, and I've just received the deck a few weeks ago, and I'm already getting a strong ancestral energy off the cards. When I was selecting a tarot deck to use for this reading, I felt it was a good deck to use considering that this reading will be dealing with healing, karmic lessons, and ancestral guidance. I've already pulled the cards, and I'm going to walk you through each of the card positions now. And remember that this reading will be on the collective energy. Card position one. What needs to be healed? The root of the problem. For this question, I pulled the Two of Swords card. This card tells me that we as a collective have been stuck in indecision and avoidance of a particular issue. We feel stuck in a stagnant state like the hangman card. So as a collective, we've not been moving forward, and the collective has not been tuning into their intuitive side. I'm feeling this card is pointing out that we're so distracted by the chaos that's surrounding us, or the scandal of the day, that we aren't giving proper attention to the work that we need to be doing personally. The advice is to take some time to disconnect from daily distractions and meditate, turn inward to seek our inner guidance and wisdom, use our intuition, and seek divine help. In this version of the Two of Swords in this particular deck, we see a young mother who is traveling with a baby on her back. She has to choose which path to take at a crossroads that she finds herself. She pulls out her pendulum to seek advice. So here I'm picking up that divination could be a tool that we could use to connect with the messages that the universe is trying to convey to us at the moment. Start to pull cards daily for guidance on the inner work that you need to focus on. I also feel that the card is also nudging us all to make a clear choice here. Choose a direction to move in to get us out of this stagnation. Our indecision is keeping us stagnant. We all need to seek the truth and not turn a blind eye to the world around us. Pretending that this chaos we live in isn't happening is not helping to solve the problem that we have. It's okay to turn the news off if that energy is keeping you fearful, but continue to pay attention through other sources on what's going on in the world. I always tell people just to read the news if watching it's too distressful, but stay informed. Know that our choices have consequences and have a ripple effect on the world. It's not just about us individually anymore. We need to consider how our choices impact others and start to factor that in with our decisions. And this goes for the environment as well. All of our choices of what to buy and which companies to support all impact the environment on a larger scale. So we need to start to pay attention to our daily impact. We have to take the blindfold off. Card position two, lesson not learned yet that's contributing to the obstacles we face. Here I pull the lover's card. The lover's can be a choice that needs to be made. So if we're pulling this in the position of the lesson that we haven't learned yet, this again represents a choice that has not been made by the collective. And this would point to our avoidant behavior again, just like in the Two of Swords. The lovers also represents love and compassion and partnership. So in this position, it would mean that we're lacking love and compassion. The advice 
would be to come together in unity and empathy for others. This card shows that we've been detached and disconnected as a collective for far too long. And I think that most of us can already feel that. It has been very apparent the past five years at least. I saw a quote just today that sums up the effect of the lack of compassion our society is suffering from now. And I wrote it down and I want to read it to you right now. This is a quote from Charles M. Blow, who is a journalist. And he said, One doesn't have to operate with great malice to do great harm. The absence of empathy and understanding are sufficient. What we need collectively is partnership, co-creation, Connection, love, and cooperation. Connectedness will be very important going forward. We are so divided right now, which leads to isolation and loneliness, especially during 2020 during this pandemic. This card is also talking about balance and duality. And we all have the important task in front of us to balance the divine masculine and the divine feminine, which many people are working through now. We have both aspects inside each of us, and many of us feel an imbalance between these two parts of ourselves. So this card is pointing out that we need balance all around. Card position three. What needs to be let go and released? I pulled the seven of swords, and right off the bat, I knew exactly what this meant. This tells me collectively that we need to release our avoidance and any sneaky, conniving behavior. The manipulative, deceptive way we've been sabotaging each other will need to end if we are to come together in unity. This includes any underhandedness, backstabbing, theft, or secrecy that is done to undermine others. In this version of the card, a woman holds a knife behind her back. And we don't know her intentions here from the image. But this card can usually be a warning of ill intentions of those around you. It can also be a call to watch your actions and question your own intentions of how you interact with others. The Seven of Swords also represents outcast. And I wanted to point out that if you take this card with the other two cards that we've already pulled, you see three cards showing loners. We had a woman traveling alone on a road with her young baby on her back. We had the lover's card in the position of what we're lacking of the lesson we haven't learned yet. And now we have this woman sneaking around in the dead of night in the Seven of Swords. So there's a sense of separation. But a sense of separation and individual needs over the needs of the group will need to be released from the collective if we're to move forward. Card position four. What new energy will fill its place? So this is going to tell us the energy that will come in if we're able to release that Seven of Swords energy. And I pulled the World card. This is an amazing card to pull for new energy coming in because it means victory, success, fulfillment, wholeness, completion of karmic lessons, and soul paths. All of this will lead to celebration, happiness, and connection. The image on the world card in the bone stone is a big, beautiful tree with long branches and lengthy roots reaching deep into the earth, grounding itself with a background with rainbow-colored watercolors. 
This represents a world that is more in balance and in harmony. This is also an expansion of consciousness and spiritual pursuits. We couldn't have pulled a better card here for the new energy that's coming in collectively. The roots and branches stretch from one side of the card to the other and from top to bottom. This reaches far and wide across the globe, uniting us all in one family. This message right here tells me we're going to be okay if we can find a way to build connection. Card 5. Action to take to bring this healing about. I pulled the King of Pentacles. The King of Pentacles is a grounded, generous individual and a lover of nature. Since the King of Pentacles is a natural provider, I'm reading this as a call for us collectively to provide resources for all, to share our wealth, to invest in others, to lift up our communities. The way the King of Pentacles naturally shows their love is through providing for their loved ones to help them feel safe, financially secure, and taken care of and nurtured in every way. So let's lend a helping hand to help those in need. In this image in the bone stone, the King of Pentacles is covered in green foliage that takes up the entire border of the card. He is literally draped in nature. The advice would be to put our resources to good use, and Pentacles have a strong tie to nature. So I'm feeling this specifically is referring to putting our resources into green renewable energy and starting to take eco-friendly actions in our daily life, such as buying environmentally safe products and using companies that are eco-friendly, since the question I'm asking is about the actions that we need to take collectively. Also, something that I picked up is that the King of Pentacles lives comfortably without debt. So I'm thinking that minimalism may be part of this call to action going forward. The King of Pentacles can represent Capricorns, and Capricorns are practical and often live within their means to stretch and preserve their resources. And I want to point out that the King of Pentacles never avoids hard work. So we all need to pitch in, share the work, and build up our communities and take care of the planet. Card 6. What area can we grow and evolve as a collective? I pulled the Six of Wands. This card usually refers to receiving accolades and praise for accomplishments. The message I'm getting for the collective at this time of healing is the need to celebrate and praise everyone that's putting in the work. Collectively, we need to work to boost the self-esteem, confidence, volume, and impact of the voices of those around us. Gone are the days where you'll be allowed to steal ideas from others, push them into the shadows to steal their spotlight and the rewards. That's in the past. We are being called to share in the collective achievement. We need to recognize those that have been historically forgotten or pushed into the shadows. We need to lift up and amplify the voices of those that don't have platforms yet, but have new ideas that need to be heard. There will be no room for jealousy in this new world, in this new future. We will all have to work together for a common goal and get there together as a group. We need to make the most of this opportunity to heal, to save the planet, and to love one another. I see this as a call to rise to this occasion. 
I also want to point out that the Six of Wands is a victory card. So we're being told here that we will be successful in this task. Card 7. What help do I need to call in for this healing work? I pulled the Ten of Pentacles. And I actually had a feeling that this card would come up here. Our ancestors will be very important in this healing process. This is the card of ancestors, family, family lineage, family legacy. So we will need to call in all of our ancestors, connections, and support systems to heal. This card also represents shared resources and family resources. So we will need to pull from those resources to help each other out. The Ten of Pentacles, for me, also means the need to break karmic cycles. As I look at this card, I see a long line of generations and elders standing together to break karmic cycles passed down generationally and to help us return the balance to our lives as we heal our wounds. Each person will need to heal our personal wounds as that will heal the collective. I think this is a beautiful message here. This is the perfect time of year to do ancestral work and karmic clearing while the veil is thin and we are moving towards winter, which is a natural period for shedding. And here we come to the last card, card position eight. I wanted to end the reading with a message from our guides and ancestors on this healing shift. And I pulled the chariot. And I absolutely love this for our last card. This card shows us that we are going to move forward, not backward. We are to take charge of our destiny here by taking the reins and moving in a decisive direction out of that stagnation where we started the reading. This card tells me that collectively we will be triumphant over our obstacles and we will see success and victory. We will no longer have a lack of direction like we did in the Two of Swords or in the Lover's Card where we were asked what lesson we had not learned yet. Perfect end to the reading. Since that was a pretty meaty reading, I want to give my main takeaways for this collective reading just to sum it up. Collectively, I think that we need to focus on expansion. Spiritual expansion and expansion in innovations for green energy and eco-friendly products. The advice here was to make a decision on the direction that we want to move in and start to visualize where we want to go as a collective and make that visualization a reality. We can do that through centering, grounding, and meditating on love, peace, and healing on a daily basis. We're also urged to dream big, to dream of us all being victorious in these efforts. We got three victory cards out of eight cards. That's pretty impressive. We got the world, the Six of Wands, and the Chariot, all showing victory and success. So I was thrilled to see all of these cards because this shows me that we have more control than we realize. Remember, you're moving the Chariot through sheer willpower. This shows us that we're going forward and not backward, which I was very happy to see. I wanted to point out we got no past cards. It's all about vision and hope and moving forward. It is an expansive and inclusive energy. From this reading, I see us collectively embracing each other and moving over that victory line together, leaving no one behind. It will be important for each of us to think about how we impact each other through our decisions and our actions. 
and we are called to send love to each other. So let's all practice sending out good, loving energy, even to those that we disagree with, because we want to help them heal as it helps the world heal. I wanted to point out that looking over this entire reading, I see that we pulled all of the suits but the cups, because we had pinnacles, swords, and wands. We had several major arcana, but we had no cups. And we actually pulled the lover's card in the position of the lesson we had not learned yet. So this shows us that we are missing that love and connection. So each of us are called to work on building healthier connections in our own lives to address that scarcity of connection. We can do this. We can each look at how we impact others. We can look at how we can increase connectedness in our own life and how we can spread more love. Because remember the saying, heal thyself, heal the world. We can do this one person at a time, one healing journey at a time. Our first card, the Two of Swords, showed stagnation and indecision. And the last card showed movement, which is going forward with the chariot. So that's a very positive sign. Overall, I found this to be a beautiful and encouraging message And I hope that that came across and that you feel the same way. We can do this together if we all work on our inner healing work that needs to be done at this time. It's not always easy or comfortable work, but it's necessary to evolve and to progress on our healing journeys. This is the whole reason that I started this podcast in the first place. To reach out to others who were also on this healing journey so that we can support each other through it. You are not alone. I will share an image of this collective reading on my Instagram account and the blog if you would like to see the cards from the spread. If you throw the spread for yourself, I would love to see the photo. Please tag me on Instagram. I'm at Healing Through Tarot. And please use the hashtag Healing Through Tarot Healing Spread. As I close down this episode, I want to thank everyone who participated in the Healing Through Tarot October Tarot Challenge. The response far exceeded what I expected and what I had hoped for, and it was so much fun. I read through everyone's readings every day on Instagram, and the messages coming through for everyone at this time were so insightful. So thank you if you participated. In the next episode, I will go more in depth into the process of ancestral healing and walk you through a spread I created on ancestral karmic clearing and healing. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found this information valuable, consider subscribing to the show so you never miss an episode. And please rate and review this podcast and tell fellow car readers about the show. You can find more tarot tips on my blog on healingthroughtarot.com and on my Pinterest and Instagram page, both under Healing Through Tarot. That's through spelled T-H-R-U. See you next time, card slingers.